okay, I heard that. All right. <laughs> Sorry, everyone, for <laughs> for the delay. Yes, we were we were live there. Um, hi, everyone. My name is Giovanni Brusto. I am your host for today. It is Sunday, May the 1st, recording live out of the nation's capital. I'm your host, Giovanni Brusto, the media mogul, and this is Pop Glitz Radio Season 2. Joining me today is quite a crowded panel. We have the beautiful Tiger Leone of TigerLeone.com. Welcome, Tiger. Hi. And she helped kick off this season. Um, welcome back. And I also have Mohammed Wali of Bizarre Daily News in the UK, who's actually just joined our team. Welcome and congratulations. Mohammed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great. Hey. Um, and finally, we have the uber, uber talented JV Simmons, half of the group Soul Ambitious and st- star of the web series Bum Rush. Thanks for coming on, sir. Appreciate the invite. All right. Great. I know it only took us long enough. Um, So in spirit of having a reality star here, I wanted to talk about Gabrielle Union, who made claims of blacks not being able to get in the door in Hollywood. Um, At this year's Sundance Festival, she said that half the time African-Americans don't even get the opportunity to to fail. Um, At least let me audition so you can say I just wasn't good enough. Most times, black actors can't even get in the door. Um, how would you say your your experiences are, JV, um, in the industry as a singer and, and now embarking on a web series? Um, do you like, do you think that it's more difficult for minorities? Um, I don't. I, I, the way the music is today, uh, I it don't seem like it's difficult because all the minorities that's actually getting record deals today so most of the music is just crazy so i don't really see it as a, i don't really see it as a problem for minorities because i feel like everybody's getting record deals because of the type of music that's being put out today i'm not sure about as in in the acting industry but not in the music world now okay um i mean i i always say that there's there's space for all of us if it's um you know if you if you're seeing any type of or experiencing some difficulty getting in. It just means you have to try harder, find another um, another avenue of getting in the door. And um, right. I know you're a little pressed for time. Um, <laughs> so would you mind uh, uh, letting us know about the, the web series? I think I saw that you're on episode six, I think, of the second season, actually, right? This is season two? No, this is actually season, this is actually season one. Okay. Um, and tell me, tell us so, about the show. Well, the show is called Bum Rush. Um, me and uh, my bro Dre Foreman uh, written and directed and produced it. I play a I play a uh, undercover officer named Detective Lawson. Basically, it's a, it's a story about friendship, love, money, betrayal, and violence. Um, I play an officer named Detective Lawson that returned to like the old neighborhood that I used to live in as an undercover cop, sworn to take down the the local drug kingpin. That was before I knew that like my best friend was next in line and actually working for the drug the kingpin that I needed to take down. So the story is basically like you know what I will being that I have to take down this this drug lord and knowing that my best friend works for him will I honor my badge or my family but it gets really twisted in the story because even though like my best friend works for this drug lord you know and people be like well yeah why would you take down your best friend but as you watch it you as it goes you will also see that you know that my best friend did some dirt to me too 
when I went away to school, he ended up like marrying my girlfriend and sleep. It, it just gets real, real crazy in here. So I'm in between the two worlds, basically. Okay. And um, find the show. Say that again. You was breaking up. Oh, I said, tell us where we can find the show. Oh, it's on, it's on um, YouTube. It's, um, it comes out every other Tuesday. We got six episodes out now. And all, all you got to do is go on to uh, YouTube and type in Bum Rush, the web series, and it'll definitely just pop up. Um, yeah, and it's episode seven come out this actually, this Tuesday, actually, May 3rd. So it's doing pretty good. The numbers is up there. We got, like, 13. We only been out for maybe, uh, like, two, maybe, like, uh, two months now, maybe, maybe a little bit over that, and we got, you know, we up to like, uh, like a little bit over thirteen thousand views. So people actually watching and enjoying it, which is, you know, the fun of it. Yes, I started seeing that across my timeline when you were sharing about the show, and I said, okay, I've known this guy for like a couple of years. When did he start? Um, when did he start doing a web series? So I said, I have to check this out. And um, so I'm, that's very good. Proud of you. And tell me about um, the group, So Ambitious. What have you guys been up to lately? Well, so ambitious. I mean, I, we've been working on new music and stuff. I've been so dedicated, so into Bum Rush. So that's why. So, like you said, you know, when when things don't work out, you try to find another avenue. So that was my another reason of me actually doing Bum Rush because I knew that I could write and direct stuff. But I was like, being that I'm an R&B singer, and I needed another avenue to promote my music. And I knew that right. at this moment, you know, web series is popping right now. So. Me putting my so my music so suspicious music is basically all through my web series, which helps with promotion because now I got a, a bigger fan base from that, and now I'm about to release an actual solo a project probably within the next month and a half. Oh, and, nice. You know, it's, yeah. So I've been, you know, it's, it's I think that you know, like you said, you got to find another avenue to get into the business and okay, being you know, that's why I crossed over to like the web series market. Very good. I mean, you know, you, you got to keep it going. You got to keep trying. That's uh, definitely what I'm doing. I used to say I've never been a big fan of being live and or definitely live or being on air, but everyone's told me forever that I needed to do um, radio and video, even though I've off and on done it for like the last five years. Um, I finally gave in, um, and I, I do a couple of shows a week. So, hey, you know, it comes with the industry. We've got to do We've got to do stuff sometimes, whether it's in our comfort zone or not. So um, before, we, before we go, um, where can we find you on Twitter? Oh, what is your at, social media? At Mr. JV. <laughs> well, my social media for every, like Instagram and Twitter is at Mr. M-R-J-A-Y-V. Or you can follow um, at Soul Ambitious. And it's Soul Ambitious, not Ambition. And um, okay. Or you can follow at underscore Bumrush. He is all over there. Okay. And um, just so the public would know, I'm, I'm not trying to rush Mr. <laughs> Mr. Simmons. Um, I know that you, you said that you're um, shooting in like five minutes, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, actually, I'm actually parked outside the shoot, the shoot right now, so I'm just, I just stayed in my car because I want, once I get out, it's over. <laughs> Got you. All right, so I'll, I'll let you go. So thanks for, uh, thanks for being patient and for coming on today. I appreciate it. That's okay. All I right. appreciate you for inviting me. Thank you so much. Certainly, I've got to have you yeah, again. Have a great day. <laughs> you too. All right, thank you. You're welcome. All right, guys. So um, the thing that I liked about having uh, J.B. Simmons on is 
Oh, he's gone. <laughs> um, what I liked about having him on is I felt like this was like Fox News is um, outnumbered, where it's a, a group of women and they're one token guy. Even though I know there's technically one woman here, um, you know, there's like two other gay men here. So he felt like the token macho man. <laughs> you all don't have to be quiet. You're sitting there like you're at gunpoint. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I felt like I was for a minute because that was so fast, like listening to all that. And I was trying to go to the web series and load it. And then I like muted myself, like, let me be quiet for a minute. That's okay. Yeah, I, I don't think I mentioned that part. He had, I was in a hurry because he was going to go shooting today. And I said, of all days, <laughs> when I have this guy here who only had 15 or 20 minutes, of course, I waste half of that time or the majority of it um having trouble connecting wonderful good job bonnie um <laughs> so um tiger what are your what are your thoughts on just blacks in hollywood is it really that difficult um for us and and i just wanted to say as far as gabrielle union's claims to me in my opinion she seems to be almost like one of the picture faces of Black Hollywood, I thought. She seems to always be in something. I mean, she's she's always in some type of BET movie or something. I guess she wants bigger roles is probably her point. Yeah, that's the lady's always working. She, yeah, she's always working, but the type of shows that she's on, I mean, like, you have to think when she started out, when I first knew of Gabrielle Union, like, I was really young. I used to watch Seventh Heaven, and she was um, – Mary, well, um, Jessica Beale's character, Mary's best friend, our friend on this show. So that's how I got to know her. And then from Bring It On, I have not seen her in any, like, things that are outside of just, you know, movies that are catered towards the black community and just, like, being Mary Jane. Um, right. and, she, and it's a great show. I think my mom actually watches it. Um I've only got to see a couple of episodes, and she's a great actress, but she... It's a highly rated show. I mean, I think it's their most popular show ever for, for the network. So, I mean, it if, is, if anything, the yeah. The demographic for it, though. I mean, you know, like, it's... She's probably wanting to branch out and not be, you know, a BET actress. I mean, it's a great show, and don't get me wrong. Like, I don't watch BET often, but I have tuned into that show, you know, to watch watch it on my DVR. Um, but I think she might want the chance to, you know, be in a, like, really big budget, you know, movie or something. And I think that that's what she meant by that. I know that she's definitely, you know, all about the black community. Um, I do have an aunt that recently passed away a few months ago that um, was also an actress and, um, you know, has done some stuff with Tyler Perry and things. But she, I think she enjoyed being on that level. She even had, like, a very small role in the movie Bestie as well. And so... You said I, on that level is in um, what type of level? You mean above the BET well, acting? Like, well, yeah, or, like, the plays and things like that. Like, she was based out of Atlanta, and she really enjoyed doing the plays. Plus, she was, you know... Um, over the age of 60, you know. So she, you know, just was enjoying having small roles. And she's even, like, done um, Single Lady. She had a small role in that um, as well. So she is more familiar with 
what was actually going on in like Hollywood and black Hollywood. I'm not as familiar with it. All the information that I got, you know, would come from her. Um, Okay. But I think that it can be a little hard to get mainstream, whereas for her, it seems very easy to get those small roles and things like that, you know, for ours. But I can see what Gabrielle is saying. I don't think that she means there's not any roles, period. Just, you know, give her a chance to be in a, you know, like blockbuster film, I guess. Understood. Um, what is your take on that, Mohammed? Um, I, I've actually met Gabrielle Union three times. And there's a particular word that comes to mind when I think Gabrielle Union typecasted. Gabrielle Union has been typecasted into these typical black roles that have her feeling like she's forever going to be a BET star. <laughs> But Gabrielle Union has been uh, been around for much longer than, you know, all these other shows and being Mary Jane and all that stuff. She's been around long before those ever became on air. But now she feels like she's stuck in those roles because that's what she keeps doing. Gabrielle Union has to learn to demand more. Granted, being Mary Jane is a great show, and I've seen it how many times. She has to learn to demand more when it comes to contractual negotiations to appear in something. If she wants to appear in the next big blockbuster $400 million movie, then Gabrielle Union has to learn how to negotiate to star in the next big blockbuster movie. Right. Um, Now, I have a question. There was a film festival that just occurred in New York. Um, Oh, the Tribeca Film Festival. And I want to say that this was Leonardo DiCaprio who recently said this in an interview um, while at the festival that um, the thing that, I think I got the person wrong, but uh, what helped their career the most was um, one word, and that one word was no, Um, meaning that he started turning down roles, and that was how he was able to, you know, get up higher. I understand that things are difficult. Um, It can be kind of hard breaking into certain um, arenas and, and audiences in the industry, but I mean, if, you, if you're known for taking everything that's thrown at you, you're not going to get very far that way either. Um, and I had just interviewed um, Clark Peters of The Wire um, this week. I haven't um, posted our interview yet. I'm going to try and do it before the night's over. Um, <laughs> but he agreed. I mean, you have control over your own career. If you want to stand around with your hand out going, oh, yes, a master, to every single uh, opportunity, of course you are going to be typecasted. And that's probably the same way that I would describe her um, because she seems to be that type of BET artist. However, you know, you take your resume as it is and deal with what you have um, and, and, you know, try to get from point A to point B the best way that you can um, make your resume work for you. Um, she might want better roles than the BET shows, but hey, she's on the most popular um, show that the network has ever had, so that definitely has to stand for something as far as negotiating higher. I definitely wouldn't advise her to um, take a second role uh, with BET after this because it's likely not going to to top this. You know, you'll be going backwards um, if you'd understand. Um, 
So, uh, moving on, um, everyone knows my favorite rapper is uh, <laughs> Miss Rashida, the Georgia Peach. Um, I just can't help my ratchet side, y'all. Um, anyway, she's mentioned in a song some years ago about how when a black girl is naked or half-dressed in pictures, she's referred to as a video hoe. But when white women do it, they become famous. <laughs> Kim Kardashian. And the empire built on sluthood, uh, <laughs> the Kardashian empire, is about to get another installment with the Kardashian family matriarch, Kris Jenner, who is alleged to be considering releasing her own sex tape. Um, Thoughts, Tiger? How do you feel about a... My comment wants to take that first. Oh, yeah? Yes. How do you feel about a potential Christian or sex tape, Muhammad? If Chris Jenner releases the goddamn sex tape, <laughs> she needs to go find the nearest grave to bury herself in. First of all, the broad is like 7,000 years old now. She's been around since... She's been through... What, three or four United States presidents now? That's a lot. You said that you said three or four what? Presidents. <laughs> She's been around okay. for quite some time. So I mean if you're that old, at least have a little class to keep it together. I mean, you're famous as hell, you've got money. I mean, you're not broke, you've got probably millions and millions of dollars. So why lower what's left of the Kardashian brand to release a sex tape, to release grandma's sex tape. But look at these two. I mean, they're like, it, I mean, every day they're always playing the game of how low can you go, you know. I mean, what, what, what else is left? And it's funny, almost befitting, that how low can you go happens to be a song by a black rapper because there was no the family only made a black man with huge dicks. Wait, <laughs> repeat that last part again. I'll make sure I heard this correctly. It, it's, it's almost befitting and funny that this song, Hello, Him, that you just mentioned, happens to be sung by a black rapper because Lord knows the Kardashians only like black men with big dicks. And I was guaranteeing you this sex tape of hers that's being shoved around probably is going to start some 25-year-old black guy. She's on the football field through Kim's phone. <laughs> And she's probably going to pay him fifty thousand dollars. Did you wait? Did you say that she found him through her phone, through her daughter's phone? <laughs> oh, that is rude. <laughs> and hold on. So I, I will. Okay, I will allow the part about the black men, but okay, the size thing. How, how do you know about that? Because I think we've only seen one. Do you know something that the rest of us don't? <laughs> I've seen more Kardashian sex tapes than I have Kardashian episodes. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, that's because of the problem when you've seen more Kardashian sex tapes than you have in episodes of Keeping Up with Kardashian. Oh. I've seen Kim's, I've seen what if we were to There was at one point in time where Scott Disick and Courtney Kardashian. Mama Chris is the only goddamn Kardashian don't got a sex tape. I wanna see I wanna see um you know, I wanna be crashed for a minute. I wanna see um Courtney if she has one. Because all I can remember is was it? Would you want to? Why on earth would you want to see the cigarette smoke and bougie pant that talks like me? I just can't see that being very attractive. Because you know, because look, I, I still remember the episode where Chris came downstairs and claimed that she saw 
got naked. And and she was just like wowed for like the rest of the evening. And she was saying, you know, she just kept talking about what a biggie was. And then she was pulling out like sausages and fruits out of the refrigerator, trying to find something big enough for a comparison. So hey, I want to see. <laughs> Don't shoot me. I just, I'm just a consumer, Scott Disick. You know Courtney's. Wow. Um, you you never you never saw that. I didn't. I didn't see that episode. Yes, she was really carrying on about it. I mean, she was really. Ta- she just was really talking about um, uh, how big it was, and I was thinking how totally distasteful that is. How are you going to talk about your daughter's your daughter's the size of your daughter's man's penis? But since it's out there, and and, and see because of that episode. <clears throat> I mean, but look, I mean, since she talked about it, um, why else is Courtney staying with him for all these years? I remember seeing the episode of him getting mad. He was drunk and he like punched a mirror with his fist and it was like blood all over the place. And Courtney, you know, got upset and she left with the, the baby and she always leaves and she always comes back. She always catches him cheating. And because he gets paid as, uh, you know, host, like a club host, like you're out. You're not invisible. People can see you. People are recording you with other women. People are taking pictures of you with other women, and she knows this. And yet she will still repeatedly, after all these years, always come back to him. What other reason would it be than um, the revelation that her mother, Kris Jenner, gave about her man's size? I, I've just always said that she's hypnotized, and I can't think of any other reason. There's no plausible reason that you would put up with that. You yes. keep in mind that when it comes to the Kardashians, Kourtney Kardashian and Scott Disick, they're like Aunt Shirley and Uncle Bobby, the two black aunts and uncles that reunite at a family Thanksgiving 20 years after a divorce, but keep coming back together. So at each other's necks at the dinner table, but after hours, they're sick and they screw each other's brains out. Courtney Kardashian has got more mental problems than my biological mother. <laughs> oh, God. Scott Disick, if you've ever seen Kim Possible from Disney Channel 10 years ago, Scott Disick reminds me of a goddamn Nick and Mole rat. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> It isn't nice to call. It isn't nice to compare people to mole rats now. But look, okay, you were talking about having mental problems. To be fair, to be fair, she's the only one in the family who has a college degree, and I think she's going to um, graduate school now. She just signed up to go back to school. I mean, I guess she's yes, Courtney did. Because we'll we'll look at it. So, what did you say? (laughs) She just signed up. You just find out to go back to school at 50? That's news to me. At what? No, I said Courtney did. And Courtney? At 50? Um, I'm pretty sure she's not 40. Well, she what is she, like 37 or something? Stop it. Stop it. She's like 37 or something. Oh, my God. It- <laughs> Courtney, I damn near 40. Yeah, yeah, they're pushing it. I know that. Like thirty-five or thirty-six. Yeah, they're all around thirty-five. So now, I'll say this: this is a smart move because the family is alleged. Courtney is the oldest. Kim is thirty-four. Chloe is barely thirty-one. 
Right, so you mentioned about um, you mentioned about uh, Chris not being broke. Um, true. I mean, I believe they did have like a two hundred, uh, four hundred million dollar fortune. I don't know what it was, but um, the two thousand sixteen the Kardashians have an estimated net worth of almost three hundred fifty million dollars. So, um, Courtney's probably seeing the writings on the wall. And the family currently has um, $200 million in lawsuits against them. Um, $180 million is for Kim's um, quote-unquote fraudulent makeup line, where she's being sued for it being um, misleading. I think deceitful was the word they used. Um, I, I don't know what type of claims you can make in a makeup line that you could be sued for, like, hundreds of millions of dollars for being deceitful. Maybe I, I don't even know. thinking they're going to look like Kim. I don't yeah, I mean, they should, they should have just put, like, a disclaimer. Must have plastic surgeon plus, you know, like, cell phone full of black penises to, uh, to equal this and be one of us. And then that would and solve the whole real situation. Makeup line being deceitful. Because the only thing deceitful about Kim Kardashian is the claim that she continues to make that the ass is real. Girl, please. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a diaper. That's well, okay. What did uh, what did Phaedra say about um, Kenya Moore Home Depot no, silicone no, diaper no. booty? No, honey, that is two roasted turkeys stuck in a bag. <laughs> Kenya Moore's butt looks way more real than whatever Kim has going on in her pants right now. Okay. Um, I, I almost I almost feel bad for Kanye West because I'm sure he has. To, he has to have a roadmap to find her, find her <laughs> special lady part. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, this topic, I mean, this has no <laughs> One question for Kanye West. Yes. Is it East or West? You know what? <laughs> <laughs> Well, look, I think that she saw the writings on the wall regarding, you know, their fortunes because they have, you know, they have all these lawsuits against each other. Um, uh, Kim's husband, Kanye, is claims to have $50 million of debt. Remember he was on Twitter, like, complaining about it. Um, Kim herself yeah, spends... personal debt. It wasn't debt. It was just meaning that he put out that much as far as investing in himself. He doesn't owe anyone $50 million. You know what I, I mean? I mean, but... That, and I understood that. Hey, I'm a Donald Trump supporter.